Welcome to Basic Brewing Radio for Thursday, July 28th. I'm James Spencer. Here at Basic Brewing Radio, we're all about home brewing, making beer at home. We hope to give you a bit of background in home brewing, and we hope to encourage you to look into the hobby further. In this episode, we conclude our chat with longtime home brewer and homebrew store owner Andy Sparks. In this podcast, we cover more of the basics of home brewing, and we talk quite a bit about a bitter subject hops. And later in the show, we'll have a special offer for Basic Brewing Radio podcast listeners, so you want to stick around for that. And we'll have a preview of next week's sweet topic. But first, the conclusion of our conversation with Andy Sparks. Andy and his father Neil operate the home brewery in Fayetteville, Arkansas. We spent some time with Andy after hours one Saturday, sipping a beer and getting some insight into the fun and interesting hobby of homebrewing. Andy, I'd like to thank you once again for letting us impose on your time here in your store. We're uh, sitting with Andy in his uh, homebrew shop after hours and talking about beer. And uh, we're actually sampling a beer as well, which is uh, one of the good things about uh, getting together with homebrewers is there's always something, always something to drink. <laughs> something good to drink. Something good to drink. Well, let's talk about... Uh, we talked a little bit. We got into a little bit of the nuts and bolts uh, in the last segment of how to make beer, mm-hmm. um, and then we got off onto a tangent, yeah, uh, right. which is easy easy to do with the topic. But uh, I guess the, the the important thing, and I've talked to to owners of homebrew shops across the country, and the important thing, or one of the important things to remember, is that there is no one set way of of homebrewing. Somebody said to me. If you ask ten different home brewers how to brew, they'll give you twelve different answers. <laughs> That's about right. You know, uh, you can take this hobby as far as you want it. You can make it very simple and uh, do a good job, or you can get a PhD in home brewing if you want. Uh, I know people that that take this to the ends and spend all their time doing this. They actually propagate yeast and 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 stuff like that, and and have all sorts of fancy equipment. It definitely is a gadget intensive hobby. We like our gadgets. Uh, typically, we we're a lot of a lot of geeks in this hobby. Uh, so we present tend, company excluded. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you can take it as far as you want. Uh, I typically, when I have a, a customer come in that's new to the hobby, I try to keep it uh, fairly simple, and I try to point them towards the simplest way to make a quality product there's a lot of hocus pocus out there with people selling things that that won't produce a quality product so i try to really emphasize the things that matter like sanitation uh like boiling your ingredients Uh, i have actually heard people come in and tell me that they've heard about or they've gotten from a store something they call a no boil uh, ingredient kit which means they just stir the ingredients together and throw it in the fermenter uh, it, it's. I think boiling the ingredients is required uh, for a couple reasons. One is it, it makes sure that everything in your in your fermenter is is sanitized. Is basically all the germs and anything that might have been in there has been killed. Um, Clearing the way for the yeast. Exactly. The other thing is that the hops um, that you add to your beer, uh, hops require. Uh, they have this 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 thing in them called alpha acids, and that's the part that. Um, that makes the beer bitter. 
But those alpha acids are only um, uh, emulsified and dissolve into the water into your beer wort uh, after being boiled for an hour. And so if you add, if, if you don't boil it, you won't extract the necessary bitterness from the hops. And of course, then I always get from the, the new customers, well, I really don't like my beer bitter. And I, <laughs> and I understand that. I mean, and I, I too, when I first got into the hobby, didn't enjoy a lot of bitterness in my beer. But the thing that you need to remember is that it's not, it's not about that. It's about the fact that beer has to be balanced to taste right. Uh, you're using something that um, is very sweet and has a, a lot of sweet character, the malt that's in it. Uh, and if you don't add the bitterness, what you end up with is something that ends up being sweet and kind of uh, more like a child's beverage. Mm-hmm. Beer is an adult's beverage. Uh, it's complex in flavors and characters. Uh, so it, and that's why we 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 add the hops. Well, one of the reasons we add the hops is to get that car- that that balance from bitterness and sweet, so that you have something that is clean to the palate and 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 goes down smoothly. Um, if you want something that's just sweet, you can make yourself a rum and coke, I guess. You know, a, <laughs> or if, root beer, or, or root beer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what we're looking for is something that has balance between the two not maybe too bitter and not not too sweet um, but balanced now saying that I have to also point out that it's very popular in this day and age to push the envelope of beers uh, there now is a brand new style that's been released called the Double American IPA, which is... <laughs> Wait, and IPA stands for India Pale Ale. India Pale Ale, which was before the very bitterest of pale ales, and now they have one that's twice as bitter as that one. <laughs> so, And I am what's called a hophead. I enjoy a lot of hop aroma and character and bitterness in my beer. And that's something that it... it I think happens to people after they drink a lot of different styles of beer. They tend to appreciate the character, and they tend to look for that character in beers. And uh, and so I can appreciate a beer that is fairly bitter and and has a lot of the character from hops. It's almost like uh, when you get somebody who's into salsa, and they want right. you know they have the habanero salsa. But now they want, you know, the the double habanero salsa. Right. Or you know, it's it's almost like a macho thing with some people. Is exactly. You want it just as hot as you can. You know, some people, their taste buds get a, get a, accustomed to the bitterness, and, and, you know, they want more. Exactly. And the other thing that, that you probably should be aware of is that the bitterness of a beer is perceivable really only as you first drink it. Uh after you take the first two or three mouthfuls of beer and enjoy it, a beer that maybe during the first mouthful was kind of, wow, that's very bitter, after the second or third mouthful, your your mouth starts to become accustomed to it. And all of a sudden now you, you, you get this sense that it's very clean and it's not... Mm-hmm. The way sometimes very like Kool-Aid makes your mouth feel sticky and gloppy, uh, beer ends up kind of making your mouth feel kind of clean and washed, like it, it, it cleans just, the palate. Exactly, um, which is a nice thing. And, and like I say, it's an adult thing that we look for. Adults enjoy things with more complicated flavors and, 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 than, than children do. And, 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 the, and the head of the beer, the actual foam of the beer, will be more bitter than the body of the beer itself. Right. A lot of the, the stuff that, that, that is boiled into the beer or that comes out of the hops 
is present in in the in the foam, and you're getting a lot of the aroma and stuff because it's bubbling up in in, in your nose. Because a lot of your the stuff that you taste comes from your sense of smell as well. You've probably all tried that holding your nose while you taste something and you find that it mm -hmm. it doesn't have as much flavor that way and that's part of it is that you're getting a lot of the smell up into your into your nose as you drink that beer again that's one of the things that that us hop heads really really like is the is the fresh aroma of the hops and and, and you know that if you if you don't like bitter beer that's that's just fine if you want to brew your own beer that's that that you know, pulls back on the bitterness a bit. You can put fewer uh, or less strong hops in at the start of your boil and boiling for 60 minutes, and then to get more of a hop uh, flavor or aroma characters, you add. You add them towards the end of the boil. That's right. That's the as I said before. You know, to, to get the bitterness out, you need to boil it for the full hour. Um, so if you don't boil it for the full hour, you won't get the bitterness, but you will get the flavor. Um, of the hops and depending on uh, there's kind of three things that you're looking for from hops there's the flavor there's the aroma and there's the bitterness and so depending on when you add the hops to the to your boiling wort uh, you get those different components so the the first hops you add are called your bittering hops because they're added to facilitate the bittering and they're added at the start of the boil and then as farther into the boil let's say halfway through you would add what we call flavor hops, flavoring hops, and they're meant to give you the flavor of the hops. But as they boil, the, the aroma, just like the bittering hops, the aroma will be boiled away, and you'll smell it while you're standing over the brew pot. It smells delicious. But the problem is, if you can smell it, it's not in your beer anymore. So <laughs> uh, the only way to get that smell into your beer is to put them in late. The nice thing there is that you put them in late, and they don't add a lot more bitterness. So you can... Uh, you can brew a very complex beer by adding hops at, at multiple stages in the beer. And that's the way a lot of uh, beers uh, make their own independent style, is by the way they add hops, when they add the hops, how much hops they add. And what variety um, of exactly. hops. Exactly. Because each, each hop, you have different varieties of uh, hops, you have different varieties of yeast, you have different... Uh, kinds of, of malted barley and malted wheat. Uh, you can even add spices into your beers. I, on our, on our basic brewing website, there's a recipe for pumpkin pie spice beer mm -hmm. that, you know, you think about that initially and say, ooh, that sounds kind of nasty. Mm -hmm. But what it is, it's a really good basic beer that at the very end, at the very end, you know, as you're swallowing the beer, you get just this note of pumpkin pie spice. It's very subtle. And you don't think of it, you know, people talk about wines in those uh, in those terms, but, uh, you know, a well-crafted beer is every bit as complex as a well-crafted wine. Certainly, certainly. And, that, and that's one of the things that you like to have is a beer that every mouthful makes you want to take another mouthful because mm -hmm. you, 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 you swirl it around in your mouth and you think, wow, that was good, and ooh, what was that I tasted? That tastes like mm, caramel or... Or malty, or or whatever, and and you go for that next mouthful, and and you and you, and you ling let try to get that flavor to linger mm -hmm. in your mouth, and that is a sign of a, a really great beer, one that you get to the bottom of the glass and you realize, wow, that was that was just delicious. I, every mouthful, I wanted the next mouthful, um, and that's one of the things we strive for is is a complex 
experience when you drink your beer. You can you can get from the hops. You can get floral characteristics, or you can get citrusy characteristics. Right. That's typical of, of what we turn what we call American hops is that citrus aroma. Um, but and the there's uh, hops from all around the world. Um, but the hops from the different regions of the world are the, what makes the styles from that part of the world uh, different from the the styles. Like, take a, a pale ale, for example. That style was originally devised in England, and the typical British pale ales have hops from England, uh, Kent Goldings, East Kent Goldings hops, uh, Fugles, stuff like that. Uh, and they have a distinct smell and aroma and character Whereas an American pale ale will use hops that are special to America, typically Cascade, stuff like that, that have what is typically termed citrus aroma and character, very floral. Um, and there's even pale ales from, from Belgium that use hops from, from Europe. So the hop that you use and where the hop is grown... And uh, when you use it in your boil. Exactly. Produces these different characters that make beer so wonderful. And and that's that's part of the fun uh, of brewing your beer. Now you don't have to become an expert in all the ingredients. Just like in cooking, uh, you can cook a darn good spaghetti sauce if you follow a good recipe. You don't have to come up with spaghetti sauce on your own. You know you can find a good source for recipes. So you don't need to be intimidated about getting into home brewing because you think, oh my gosh, I'll never remember all this stuff right. about you know which one is floral and which one is citrus and right. you know you just find a good recipe. And what I do more than anything is is find a good recipe and then try it and then tweak it a little bit, you know, to like to make it match your character, what you like. Exactly, pull back on the hops a little bit, or, or, or add push a forward weight. on the hops. Exactly, for me. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so it's uh, you can get any kind of varieties of, of uh, beers with the colors, uh, with the sweetness or the bitterness or the floral or exactly. the citrus or you know, it's. Uh, it is if you're a foodie, you know the new right. the new thing is being a foodie, uh, being all about the food. Yeah. Uh, it seems to me that home brewing is right up your alley. Exactly. Because brewing is really cooking. Exactly. You know, a lot of times I'll talk to people that come in here and they say, they'll say that to me. Gosh, this sounds complicated. And I say, it's not that complicated. If you could make a batch of spaghetti, you know, it, if you try to describe it off the cuff, it sounds a little complicated. You have to have a pot over here for boiling the spaghetti. You have to have a pot over here for cooking your sauce. If you're doing meat, you maybe even have a, a pan for cooking the meat first. Mm -hmm. You get all these things kind of juggling in the air at once. But after you've done it once and you understand the process, it's really very simple and straightforward. But along those same lines, you may have a friend that makes spaghetti that takes them all day because they work the sauce and mm -hmm. they cook the tomatoes down and then they you know so you can make it as hard and complicated as you want and that's part of the fun is that you add the things that you want and 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 make it your own and th there are people who uh you know you were referring to the geeks uh, earlier yeah. who you know take the water ph and they add certain things to their water to make it the same sort of water that is in a certain region over exactly. in europe uh to make this certain style of beer and and you know it's it's all about the specific chemicals you know there it's almost like a chemistry experiment to make exactly. the beer and then you got people like me who you know don't don't sweat the 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 minor you know the the right. minute stuff 
and still we still come out with with good beer. They they may have co- more control over the co- over the the final product, but uh, you know my my friend Steve Wilkes and I were talking mm-hmm. that uh, you sometimes you can screw up as long as it's not with sanitation mm-hmm. or something. You know one of the the basic rules that you don't want mm-hmm. to break. Sometimes you can mess up. You know like adding a little bit too much hops. You know oops. I added an ounce and a half instead of an ounce, and come up with something that is different from what you were anticipating, but it's still right. good beer. Right. If you were making a pale ale, for example, and you use a little too much hops, it may taste more like an IPA, an India pale ale, but and it that, doesn't and make And then that's it. what you tell your friends you Right. Made. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I'd, we've come to the, the end of the time again, and I, again, I appreciate your letting us come into your store. Andy no Sparks of The Home Brewery. Well, you're always welcome, James. Come back and see us. I want to thank Andy for spending so much time with us that Saturday. You can visit Andy's store online at thehomebrewery.com. That's thehomebrewery.com. There you can see what the home brewery has to offer in the way of equipment and ingredients. Now I want to take a moment to give a good basic brewing radio howdy to Jeffrey T. Meyer and the crew at the Good Beer Show. Jeffrey T. was one of those who wrote in this week to say hello. The Good Beer Show comes from Muncie, Indiana, and if you like good beer and good music, you need to check out goodbeershow.com. That's goodbeershow.com. Listening to that show takes me back to the day when my wife and I would actually go out and have a beer and listen to music every now and then. Of course, that was in the years B.C., uh, before children. If you want to drop us a line, we'd be happy to hear from you. If you have brewing questions, show suggestions, or just want to say hey, Write to james at basicbrewing.com or just fill out the contact form on the basicbrewing.com website. Now, before I take a look ahead to next week, I want to talk about the special offer for listeners that I mentioned at the top of the show. If you're a podcast listener, we're going to give you $5 off our homebrewing DVD, Basic Brewing Introduction to Extract Homebrewing. That's like a 25% discount uh, just for our podcast listeners. It's a DVD video that takes you from start to the finish of the process of making the best beer in the world in your own home. Just go to www.basicbrewing.com slash special. That's uh, basicbrewing.com slash special. And that's the only way that you'll get there. This is a limited time offer just for our podcast listeners. So a good deal on a good video. Okay, next week we look ahead to National Mead Day. The American Homebrewers Association observes the first Saturday in each August as a time to make, share, and enjoy mead, the honey-based beverage that's been around for thousands of years. On the next podcast, Paul Gatza, who's director of the American Homebrewers Association, joins us to talk about mead day and mead in general. Uh, We learn where it comes from and how to make it. Also, my good buddy Steve Wilkes joins me to sample some homemade mead and to talk about how to best enjoy it. So, not a bad lineup. Paul Gatza, director of the American Homebrewers Association, and Steve Wilkes. So there you go. All next week. Until then, thanks for listening. I'm James Spencer. Production help for Basic Brewing Radio and our website is provided by Kelly Dodson. We'll talk to you next time. So long. Thank you.